Welcome back, all you crazy Star Wars nerds, to another episode of the Rule of Two podcast. Podcast with a K about all things Star Wars. I am your host, Sean Ritter. And as always, my trusty partner in crime, Mr. Aaron Richland. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We've, we've already established that it's going good. Did we not? Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. It's not like the listeners can respond to me. I should say, <laughs> hey, Sean, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, that's probably more appropriate. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Today man? we have another episode of our Holocron data dump, uh, doing the second in the new Thrawn series, written by Timothy Zahn, uh, and this one is Thrawn Alliances. So I'm going to dump my data on you. Dump it all over, man. Oh, I'm going to dump it all over your face. I'm ready to take your, your dump. Because you're going to, you know, absorb the knowledge and forget about it in a couple weeks. Most likely. So yeah. let's jump in. What... Well, last time, I'm trying to remember where we ended with the first well, Thrawn yeah, let's, book. Let's start with a recap of the Thrawn book. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we did this uh, with the first Thrawn book, kind of in, in anticipation of the new Thrawn book. And uh, if, so if you haven't listened to that yet, I highly recommend listening to it. Cause it or, or, or reading it, you know, like the old yeah, traditional way. You could read a book for a couple days or weeks, depending on how fast you read or listen. Whatever. Or you could listen to a 20-minute, 40-minute podcast and just get the gist. Well, that that, that too. Gist? Gist? Either way. The gist. So, quick recap. The first Thrawn book goes through the uh, start of Thrawn within the Empire and his rise through the ranks from, you know, going through the Academy all the way through becoming Grand Admiral of the Empire. The Thrawn origin story. Yeah, you could say that. And this one I did is a little different. Um, so first I'll start with, well, let's again, as always, spoilers. So if you have not read it we and need a, want to read it. We need a button. We need to add some like, sound effects like, like a, the, like the oh yeah. Ooh. Spoiler alert. So That's spoiler the spoiler warning. alert. That is tongue. it. That's your one and only spoiler warning. If you go past this point. Then you might as well not even read the book because I'm going to tell you everything about it. <laughs> not everything, just a lot. Let's go. All right. So uh, let's start with first, there's a couple timelines within this one. This is Thrawn Alliances, written by Timothy Zahn. Just wait, came wait, out. wait, wait, wait. How did the last one end? You didn't oh, so, say that. Oh, the last one ended with Thrawn becoming Grand Admiral. And it ends with Eli. The epilogue is Eli Vanto, his trusty ah, aide. Yes. And he is going off into space. And he goes off into the unknown regions, and he comes across a, a ship, and it happens to be the Chiss. And uh, you know, the person in the Chiss ship says something along the lines of, uh, "You must be the one that Thrawn sent. Welcome. Let us learn together." And that's how the book ends. And he's got all that that diary that yeah, knowledge yeah, that Thrawn exactly. has passed on to him. So, cool. So Thrawn alliances. Thrawn alliances. Uh, this one is. A little different than the first one. It follows two different timelines. One is within the Clone Wars, sometime between the time that Ahsoka left and the end of the Clone Wars. Interesting. Uh, so then, that's super cool. Yes, and then the other time period, the now time period. So that one was the then. This one is the now. Uh, in wait, in, so this is before the Empire. This so that was yes. The other one is. Uh, sometime during the Star Wars Rebels, I believe, it's sometime after they go to Adalon, the planet, uh, where he finds that Nogri, the, the creature in Rebels that just won't the die. The Bindu? 
No, no. Uh, Thrawn's little like scaly gray guy. Oh yeah. So, so whenever he's, he finds that, assassin. sometime between between like between that and the end of Rebels, obviously. Okay. Okay. So during the Clone Wars, that's technically before the timeline from the first Thrawn book. Yes. Yes, it will be. Ah, because Thrawn, so Thrawn doesn't speak Galactic Basic at this point. Well, no, he does. He he always has. Oh, actually, so he you know was what? just fucking with us I think, during so, the beginning of the I think first he book. was fucking with us in the beginning of the first book. Because, I mean, he was fucking with them in general. He came to learn about the Empire. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. He's an honorable dude in terms of, like, he's given his pledge to do something. He's going to do it, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later with alliances. Um, so the then time period, again, sometime between, uh, Ahsoka leaving the clone or leaving the Jedi order and the start of episode three, uh, or the end of the clone wars and the now time period sometime after Adelon before the end of, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Cause spoiler warning, if you haven't seen season four, uh, skip ahead 12 seconds, Thrawn blasts off in, uh, floating space whales. So into space. Right. He blasts off and he's with Ezra. Yes. Right? They're mm-hmm. like floating out in space. Mm-hmm. Presumably yeah. both still through alive. Hyperspace. Uh, we, it's confirmed they're alive through Dave Filoni. Uh, how? I don't know. But, you know, I'm oh. glad because, you know, from our last episode, you might have heard the rumors that uh, Thrawn may appear in episode nine. Who knows? We'll see. Right. Uh, and Dave Filoni is the creator of... Rebels and Rebels Clone Wars. Rebels and Clone Wars and this new show. Yes. Resistance. Resistance. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... This book starts out with uh, Thrawn and Vader talking to Emperor Palpatine. He tells them of a disturbance in the Force that really only those two can solve. Like his two top people, there's some disturbance in the Force off in the unknown regions or close to the unknown regions. And he sends them to figure out what it is and, and why. And they, it's clear from the start, they don't like each other, Vader and Thrawn. There's... Uh, some animosity or something you know vader doesn't like the fact that there's someone else that palpatine is trusting his you know Mm -hmm. is trusting just in general Mm -hmm. like he trusts vader and uh thrawn i just don't know it's really hard to read but you know it mentions him not wanting to do this oh can't you just send vader by himself i have to take care of these rebels on lothal or whatever and vader you know he mentions you know thrawn has failed him in the past why would he go with him sort of thing even though he knows he's this master tactician guy Mm -hmm. but so you know they're not going to tell no to the emperor so they have to do it and it ends essentially with palpatine kind of like thinking to himself like it's time for uh, Thrawn to face his future and Vader to face his past, and that's kind of how like the prologue ends. And it's like, interesting. What the hell is that about? So they're going off in the unknown regions to track down what this is, and that's how the book starts. Like right after that, it goes right into the then time period, and they kind of go back and forth within the same chapter. Kind of very th- things are very related, right? Uh, and it starts with the then time period and. Uh, or Padme is in it. And if you recall, I mentioned Ah, that before. Yes. And she is telling Anakin of a thing that her handmaiden told Padme uh, about some thing going on on this planet named Batu, which is on the... Batu. Yeah, B-A-T-U-U, I believe, or something like that. Okay. And she tells her that something serious is there, and then she went to go check it out, and she wants Padme to meet her there. So 
Padme and Anakin are talking about going out to this Batu place, and you know Anakin can't because he has to go, you know, be a hero in the war. And of course. So Padme decides to do it herself, and they come up with this plan of you know I'm going to send you encrypted messages, blah blah blah. I report back, and if something goes down, then you know come find me, which you can do easily. Turns out that he doesn't hear from her, so he travels out there by himself. Uh, in the unknown regions, comes up on the Batu planet, and there's some strange ship there that hails him, and it turns out it's Thrawn, and Thrawn. Interesting. Thrawn essentially says, "You know, I know you're looking for somebody in the Nubian ship. I can help you find it." And then he's like, "What? What the hell?" So then, long story short, with that, they partner up. Anakin and Thrawn, back in the Clone Wars time period, partner up to kind of find out what's going on. Interesting. What's what's the name? What's the name of the Chiss homeworld? It's not this Batu planet. Is no, it? no. I, you know, I don't know. I would assume it was Chiss, <laughs> but I could be wrong. I should probably know that. Um, but you know, I guess so. Anyway, it's somewhere. So they're the they're regions, teaming right? up. They're looking so they for Padme. Up. They're looking for Padme in the unknown regions. In the unknown somewhere. regions. Yes, somewhere. And it kind of goes back and forth in the time period there. They let, well, first of all, they land on Batu. They find uh, the Nubian ship. You know, I think that's what they call it. N- yeah. Nubian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they find her ship, and no one's there. there. Well, there's like pirates there trying to break in, and you know, they dispense of them. Blah blah blah. Uh, they end up going into the Padme storyline. She had went into town. They, uh, her handmaiden had been killed and kind of left to be displayed out oh, by the shit. local. Uh, the local bar and she brutal man yeah so and she recognized it as a sort of like message you know yeah sort of thing. so she was playing dumb so. like she wasn't she wasn't from the republic she's somebody else so then it kind of goes back to the other timeline and the source of the disturbance is coming from the same region as batu right so okay they are on their way, and they Vader and Thrawn are on their way. So, so the, the, we're kind of going back and forth. Back so to this the is Empire the now. now, yeah. And Vader and Thrawn get pulled out of hyperspace on their way to the unknown regions, and they don't know why. They try to go again, they get pulled out again. They're like, "What the hell is going on?" Uh, and they notice there's like some destruction on a planet nearby that would only be caused by something massive. Like it wouldn't be a ship. Or and yeah, at this point the Death Star is not there. Right. So, well, I mean it's being built. It's being built, um, but and they're saying like only certain things like volcanoes or asteroids could cause damage like that. And there's really no signs of it. So they end up landing on Batu and because they're trying to figure out what's going on, and they find essentially these people are terrified. The the, the locals are terrified there, and why they're terrified there is really unknown, but. There is a... The locals on Batu? Are they on Batu at this point? They're they're terrified because something is really just controlling them. And the source of the disturbance is on Batu. And Vader feels it. There's an attack uh, from ships. And the source of the disturbance essentially vanishes. And, uh, you know, he's kind of left wondering why that's What the fuck is going on? And first of all, he, he also mentions, like... The source was so, like, he, when he felt it, it was so faint, right? Uh, when he was on the planet, like, literally within, you know, I don't know. It, it, they mentioned the source came from a building that was really nearby. 
and he was like, "How the fuck did Palpatine feel this all the way on Coruscant? Like it's insane." <laughs> so you know, that's what little little drops there of, of how dope as fuck Palpatine is. That's how Palpatine roll, bro. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of minor things to the story here that you know, I I kind of want to skip over. Like they kind of go back and forth a lot, and it, I between really the wanna, two timelines, they do, yeah. And you find out that the Separatists and the then timeline are on this planet called Mokivja okay. and Padme ends up leaving Batu to go to Mokivja because she gets, she finds her handmaiden ship. Her handmaiden had left a message said, you know, go here. So she goes to Mokivja, finds a plant uh, that is being run by the separatists. Oh, that's the thing that she found that yeah. she wanted to, to bring her out there for exactly. in the first place. I see. Uh, Anakin and Thrawn, you know, they kind of, track their way through to Mokivja. Mokivja. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny name. I know. Sorry, I keep going. So to take a step back real quick, uh, there is a period where Anakin is talking to Thrawn. They're in the same ship together, and, you know, there's a lot of conversations going on, and he's mentioning the Ambassador Padme, right? The Republic Ambassador Padme. And he obviously he's not going to tell her, you know, my wife, my love of my life sort of thing. Yeah. But you kind of get the hint that Thrawn knows, right? And he he sets him aside pretty early on in the book, and he essentially says, like, "Look, um, I know you're trying to find uh, you're trying to find your ambassador, but the objective here is victory, like nothing else. Getting to find out why she came here and stopping it is the ultimate goal. Nothing else. What is Thrawn kind of hinting?" And we're confused at that, right? We're like, why is he trying to help? It, it's yeah. kind of not it, what's really his What's his objective? So and why we, is he out there in the first place? He, I think he claims that he was just there and noticed a few things. It doesn't really, they don't really tell us why yet. So that's kind of important because of later on. And then, so he finds out where Padme went, Anakin, or they find out where Padme went and this is where like the symmetry kind of comes into place of the then time period and the now time period. Mm-hmm. Um, be, well, first of all, let me actually step back to the now time period real quick. And remember I said, there's clearly no love loss between the two of Vader and Thrawn. Right. Um, pretty much at every corner, Vader, for some reason, he kind of seems like a little bitch in this book, <laughs> which I didn't really like. I mean, it was kind of cool because I love Thrawn. Kind of like a like a, like a jealous thing, or like it, yeah, he... like uh, you know, he, anytime he said something, he's like, yeah, well, you failed that one time and on Adelon or whatever, you know. Oh, Daddy what about that time you loves, failed? Mm. Daddy only loves me and not you. I'm yeah, the favorite. It's, it's, it kind of feels that way. <laughs> and I, I don't like it. So the the symmetry. This is where the symmetry comes in place. Now, back in the then time period, yes, uh, the Clone Wars. Yes, Anakin says to Thrawn, you know, I need you to trust me. Like, he has this plan to break into the mining facility on Mokivja that they... Mokivja. <laughs> that uh, they end up tracking, like, Padme to. And he's like, I just, I need you to trust me. And that's how the chapter ends, right? And then it goes to the now time period. And it starts with Thrawn saying, all I'm doing is asking you to trust me. And uh, I don't know if it's intentional, but it seems pretty intentional. Yeah. Like, it's a... Like the symmetry between the time periods, which is pretty cool to me. I, I really like that. So, and, and this is because, so he's asking him to trust him because Vader says he felt the disturbance in the force. 
essentially dismisses it as like a not a big deal sort of thing. And Thrawn is saying like, it is a big deal. He mentions, he's like, long ago, I could have abandoned Anakin once I achieved my duties, but I did not. And I'm asking you to do the same thing to me. He's talking to Vader about that time period. Right, and he mentions right. Anakin, right? And and it makes Vader feels like he kind of knows because he keeps dropping these hints, like the you know the book does it with the all I'm doing is asking you to trust me, and and then he mentions this about you know Anakin. I could have abandoned Anakin, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to do the same for me, sort of thing. Yeah, right, right. So like and clearly he knows. Clearly, Vader yes. doesn't like it, and he's trying yes. to pretend like he doesn't know what he's talking. Correct. about. Correct. So uh, they go to Makivja too, I believe. And they run into these aliens called Grisks, right? Grisks. Grisks, yes. There's some formidable folks in the unknown regions that are... What do they look like? You know, I don't know. They describe in the book, they seem like they're... The way that it was described to me made me feel kind of like it was the Yuzhan Vong, but not like as tied to living things, right? Interesting. But they did have these pods that uh were kind of the source of the disturbance and it was kind of like what are these pods they didn't really recognize them they bring them back to the ship this is in the now period right in the now period yeah now thrawn essentially like he's confused he seems confused but i think you know he's working through all the mechanics as to what's going on right with these grisks you know they like i said vader feels like the mission's done he's asking him to trust him he told him he didn't abandon Anakin. And he also mentions that Palpatine has interest in the unknown regions and that they're there for a reason and that these grisks and, you know, getting to the bottom of what the disturbance is will satisfy Palpatine as opposed to just saying what the disturbance was and leaving, right? But Vader kind of gets the feeling that Thrawn is kind of in it for himself. And that of course he's in it, well not in it for himself he's not in it for the empire that he's in it for Thrawn and the Chiss. Then they end up finding out that these Grisks have stolen these Chiss children, and the reason they stole them are because they are Force sensitive, uh... and they aren't. It's really confusing the way they describe this. They essentially say that in the Chiss. Uh, lineage right force users kind of lose their powers as they grow older so the younger you get them the better it is because they use for because the unknown regions is so sporadic because of it's the unknown regions for reason it's so crazy there's really no hyperspace lanes you go out there you die if you don't know what you're doing that's why no one goes there right yeah the chis use these children as navigation mechanisms they use the force to say they steer like ships through hyperspace using these children using these children these force sensitive children they call them third sight the the chis word for it is something crazy it's like ozali ishembo or something like that okay you know what it translates to what skywalker So when so when Thrawn heard what? I'm Anakin Skywalker from the Republic, he was like, "Whoa, huh? Interesting." Oh shit! Yeah, man. shit. That's that's what does that mean? What what? 
I mean, th- they kind of leave it at that. Now, with the Grisks, they end up kind of getting into this battle, kind of taking a step back. These Grisks kind of used this different power that they didn't really know about to f- force them out of hyperspace. So they were essentially destructing the pathway from the Empire space into the unknown regions. So the Grisk were it, it w- to try to cut off. But they the were Empire. they were using the Chiss children to do so this. They, they were using the Chiss children to help them navigate through the unknown regions. They were but but were they using to them to pull Vader and Thrawn out of hyperspace? You know, I, I forget what the actual mechanism was, but uh, they also were using similar technology to, I believe, pull down like moons into the planets, and that's why like. Earlier on, when I said there, there, there was a planet that was so destructed and like, they didn't know what it was, they kind of hinted at that's what it was. Like the Gris kind of pulled this moon down uh, with these like gravity things. But they were also cloaked, which is you can't really do both at the same time, apparently, in the Star Wars universe. But they found out a way to do it. And Thrawn figured it out, um, essentially trapped them, and he started to destroy them. And that's, that's really the, the storyline of the now. Like that was the dis- the source of the disturbance. Uh, that's Thrawn facing his future, right? Uh, because what he ended up doing with that battle is he, he predicts that the Grisk are watching the Empire. They're watching the Chiss, and they're trying to learn from them, right? So I'm gonna step back a little bit. That's kind of like the the real storyline with the now. That's okay. what the source of disturbance was. In the then time period, uh, they all go to this Mokija, this plant, or this mining facility padme's there she's getting help from the locals because she had to like infiltrate her, her way in mm-hmm. uh the the separatists have taken over the the planet the mine and uh so she has to kind of sneak into this thing thrawn and uh anakin they kind of essentially just fly right in with the stolen ship they had uh just saying that they're traitors and not like traitors they're, they're they trade things they not, trade they're, they're not traitors of things yes uh and As someone comes does. out and it someone old tall with a with an accent uh kind of wearing a flowing royal cape uh and it has a serenian accent right a serenian accent i'm unfamiliar yeah. with the term educate me uh so sereno is i believe the name of the planet sereno so, yes humans are from sereno um I believe the the head of Sereno is a count named Count Dooku. Oh shit! So this is a uh, Duke somebody. I can't, I can't remember the name. And and Anakin recognizes him. Padme knows him as well. And they kind of get found out. They get put so into so they're a with prison. Padme at this point. They're, they're not. So they're, they're not. They're in the same facility, different uh, areas at this point. And Thrawn and. Um, I'm getting Clone Wars cartoon flashbacks. I know. Thrawn <laughs> and, and Anakin kind of get put in these holding cells. Padme kind of has a suspicion because they cause a scene. Anakin does this really cool thing where he is standing in front of the the Duke guy. Mm-hmm. And he kind of throws his lightsaber when they aren't looking on the other side of the, the, uh, the hangar. Mm-hmm. And he turns it on and like kill some battle droids with it and and the the idea is to make it seem like there was a jedi stowaway on the ship 
Mm. And, you know, they're, he's, like, freaking out, like, oh, God, we got to get inside sort of thing. Um, and R2's there, and he kind of, like, wiggles away freely because, you know, there's probably ports for R2 to hack everything for some reason. Like, as there as, always as are. always is. As there always are. So um, they don't know that Anakin's a Jedi. They don't know that yet, no. Aha. Uh-huh. And so they get put into the holding cells because I think they feel like something's up. And Anakin, or sorry, Padme, she ends up finding her way that they, they escape because pa- Anakin says that he knows that Padme is going to find them. And he's like, give me two hours. And actually that's where the just trust me thing comes in. That's when he's asking uh, Thrawn to just trust me, like wait two hours. Padme come. Padme doesn't come. They find their way out. Uh, and what they end up finding is that the, the separatists are mining something and it's totally secret. We don't know what it is. Um, Anakin kind of runs into this battle droid, and he they're shooting it, and it doesn't do anything to the battle droid. Like, it kind of dissipates the the bolt all mm-hmm. across his body. So uh, he okay, okay. runs up, and he hits it with his lightsaber, and the lightsaber shut off, shuts off. What? Yeah, he turns it on and does it again. Turns it on, does it again, and he's like, what the hell? Uh, so it's essentially like an invulnerable battle droid, battle droid right? Fuck. Uh, and we find out that what they're actually doing is they're mining cortosis, and they found a way to weave it into the armor. Cortosis. So what do you cortosis mean? Cortosis. Uh, why do I know cortosis? See, I I feel like there's something from Kotor with that. From what I remember in Legends. They, legends. What's Legends? Like the what's not canon anymore. There's oh, canon oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I I feel like that was pretty <clears throat> much an indestructible armor that like batted away lightsabers and stuff. Um, I think they use it in some, uh, Star Wars Rebels. I'm not too up to date on, mm. on all that, but it sounds very familiar. I don't yeah. know where I'm thinking of it from specifically, so, and, but, and it causes this weave effect that when it gets hit, it, since it's weaved together, it blasts it like the, it, uh, it, it, away, it, right? it, yeah, 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 it dissipates yeah, yeah. it, um, uh, distributes yeah, the, exactly. the, 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 the energy of the impact mm-hmm. or whatever. And so they go further into the the factory and they find, oddly enough, clone armor being made with it. And Anakin's first thought is, oh, shit, they're going to infiltrate the like the clones mm-hmm. and they're going to attack the Senate and the Jedi Temple and be indestructible sort of thing. Yeah. Like the, the Separatists are going to do that. Um, of course. What else could they possibly be doing? So then... At this point, they've already met up with Padme. Uh, they break off to because uh, they have a plan to essentially hack the system so that when the battle droids are firing, it essentially takes away the power of the cortosis or something like that. So that as they're firing, it's essentially destroying the battle droids. But it's like subtle enough that they won't see it in testing. I don't know. You know how QA is. They never <laughs> test it fully. So, um, so they're, they're off doing that. And Anakin finds Padme. Like she, He senses she's in trouble. And Thrawn stops him. And he's like, no. He's like, remember, the, the mission comes first. Like, we have to finish this before. Like, Because if, if you go back there, the whole thing can be blown up. Like, yeah. we don't, and everybody could die sort of thing. And he reluctantly agrees, and then they go, they do that with the uh, the battle droids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lo and behold, Padme's fine. It's all right. So they were right. They go and save him. Uh, 
long story short, they essentially find a way to to dis- essentially destroy this thing without destroying the factory, right? Because if they just destroy the factory, they'll just pick it right back up. But their plan was to do this, to hack the system, to make them continue thinking that they're what they're doing is right. Only when to have at- it fail later on. This was like Brown's uh, idea, right? Of course it was Sean's fu- idea because he's, he's, he's a amazing. genius. And uh, so they they can't make it look like – they can't – oh, shit. So there's a period where Anakin is uh, battling this invulnerable battle droid, but he can't kill it in a way that it makes him realize they understand what's going on. Yeah. So they essentially disable it somehow. I forget. He, like, uses the Force to do it. And he props it up so that it's blocking the way. So that's what it was. So, like, why wouldn't they destroy it? Oh, this super invulnerable battle droid got stuck in the doorway. They can't make it through to destroy it. So they just bailed, right? That was, like, the the plan. But he fucking left R2 on the other side of that and just leaves. What a dick, dude. No. I know. You fucking just leave R2 behind. So what 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 I'm one what I'm thinking is it sounds like Thrawn knew kind of what was going on this whole time cuz you said back before what they what Anakin at least when he, before he realized what was happening Thrawn said he took him aside and said the mission comes first like yes, we're about yeah. victory this is not a rescue mission and like why would you say that yeah. So, he clearly knows that there's something crazy going on, and he's there for a purpose. Correct. Now, this is where that kind of comes into play. So while Anakin's off trying to <clears throat> do that with the battle droid, Padme and, and Thrawn go off, and Thrawn leaves her. I think he ends up taking the lightsaber, like they find the lightsaber off on their own, because I don't think An- Anakin's had the lightsaber yet. I thought you said he had his lightsaber and he was trying oh, to destroy right. one of those droids. He so I may have the the store like the actual points and when this happened flipped around. Flipped, okay, but so Thrawn ends up he he uses the lightsaber at one point and like sticks it in the ground and finds their power generator for the shield for and, uh, this factory. Yes, and he says there that his people sent him to figure out essentially how to make these shields like he's there to like figure out why how that happens so he takes the shield power source and leaves and just leaves them there yeah and padme is like what the fuck sort of thing what a douchebag dude so then they're getting in trouble shields that are not not like the cortosis armor no no like the shield generator that's or that, like that's, a like a oh, power interesting. You, you would think that the thing that they would want would be these this cortosis weaved yeah like like that sounds pretty useful too. Why is he Maybe not both. after that? I mean, he might he might know. Okay, we can we can do that with Cortosis now. So we had to we can figure that out. Whereas you know how the shield generator is made. I don't. know. I'm just speculating. Maybe he's. But that was his mission essentially, right? So then he leaves. Anakin Selfish and Padme dick, are kind of in trouble with these invulnerable battle droids. He comes back with this like electric gun that Anakin. No. Thrawn. So Anakin and Padme are in trouble with battle droids later on. Thrawn comes back with this thing, saves them. They figure out that's what it is with the Cortosis. And so they move on to like outside to get into a ship and they end up leaving. The people, the locals that helped Padme, like one of them, his name's Lebjaw. That was kind of a cool name. Lebjaw. He comes back 
with An- or sorry with R two like over his shoulder and he's like is this yours and and Anakin's just like oh yeah sorry R two and they hop on the ship like bitch you were literally about to leave him <laughs> what yeah. a dick dude I know I was like what the hell that's that's not cool Anakin oh man that's, that's not, not cool. fucking cool so you can't just leave your kind of wrap that up. companion there man yeah fuck to uh, to wrap that up now that the the then timeline the handmaiden found out the separatists were doing something. Padme goes to figure out what it is with her. Her handman dies. Anakin goes out there, runs into Thrawn. They track down where Padme is. They find this thing, this mining facility. They're making Cortosis armor uh, for invulnerable battle droids. And for some reason, some clone armor. We don't know why. And they end up escaping. Um, Anakin wants to blow up the mine. I don't know why. And at much to the uh, dismay of Thrawn and the local that's with them. They end up blowing it up. Um, and that's when they part ways, Thrawn and Padme, and they end up leaving, right? Like, right after that. Uh, but when they're leaving, uh, Padme brings up, you know, hey, we could we could use you in the Republic. Like, you should come over. And uh, Anakin mentions Palpatine, says, you know, we have uh, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. He's going to bring us to victory. Uh, you should come with us. And uh, make good relations with him. And Thrawn mm-hmm. says, perhaps someday. That's kind of where he leaves it. <laughs> and he does perhaps someday. He oh, yeah. does perhaps someday indeed. And that's also, he kind of gives him a a warning. Um, gives Anakin a warning of saying that your idea that you had as to why they're doing this to infiltrate like the Senate. And, and that doesn't seem right. Like an attack of that nature, how's he say it? Successful attacks of that nature are like require larger numbers than what seemed what, what, prevalent there, right? It's basically trying to tell him, hey, what you're thinking that they're doing probably wasn't what they're actually trying to do. So yeah. think again. Yeah, and he essentially says that like a single massive attack like that, like that's a that big of an attack on a single point like that, mm-hmm. not only runs the risk of being like discovered and throated but like that's their shot if they miss it then it's done right and he's he says that he thinks that it's being done for quote some other purpose what's the other purpose well, or, or are, well, are you gonna get there am I'll i jumping ahead yeah i'm getting there all right so so wait i'm i'm okay now that's all the that's a good amount of information about the then time period i'm trying to now remember where we left off with the now time period I, I'm yeah. really so, quick bad down of the, of the now time man. period. Well, I'm also terrible at describing this, which probably isn't good for the podcast <laughs> host to be terrible at describing something. Uh, so run down on the now time period, the Thrawn invader, they go to the same area yes. and they find the, uh, the Grisk, the some, Grisk. Yeah, some the Grisk. aliens from some formidable aliens from the unknown regions are, uh, stealing these chiss children is force using children and they are using them to help them navigate, which is making them like that was a step up that Chiss had against everybody else. Is they were able to e- more easily navigate the unknown regions because they could do that, uh, right? And, and that gave them an advantage over everybody. So that was a danger to the Chiss, and uh, it was a danger to the Empire because they could, you know, become even more formidable and and come into clone or sorry come into the empire's territory so did palpatine want these children to like 
train that? No, I mean, he wouldn't do that because no. that's not the Sith way, right? He doesn't really care about no. that. No, uh, they shit. could use them, like, right? Because, you know, in, in Rebels, they have those Inquisitors and all that that are there. That's true. Like, so Dark Jedi, not really Sith. So, you know, they could have. Then, okay, so now they find these Gris children, or these Chiss children, they save them and uh, essentially take them back to the Chiss. Well, they don't take them back to the Chiss. Uh, I think they send them on their way back to the Chiss. And they have this battle with the Grisk. They they recognize that the Grisk know the strategies of the Empire. And we find out that the Grisk have been watching them. They were using the same Cortosis armor that... Uh, that, that they yeah, were using they, so, back in the then time Thrawn suspects that the Grisk have been watching long enough since the Clone Wars that they told the Separatists about this Cortosis armor. The Grisk were the ones responsible they kind for of the Cortosis yeah. mining in the first place when the Separatists mm-hmm. were doing it in the then time period. Yeah, and, and So the Grisk have been f- fucking up this shit for seems the like whole it. entire book. It, they imply heavily that the Grisk were told the Separatists and, you know, he mentioned, Thrawn mentions something along the lines of, you know, that's something with Dooku and how he knew it and Invader internally says, you know, but... Lo and behold, it, Thrawn doesn't know this, but Palpatine was the one behind it, and he was the one wanting the clone armor more so than the other armor, so that it would help him with Jedi Order sixty six. Right? Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, hold on. What now? Okay. So damn. He, he wanted. The, he <laughs> wants the clone. Palpatine wants the clone Pal- armor, so- but the clone armor was from the then period when it was. Yeah. Palpatine of- supreme. Ch- Vader's saying that Thrawn doesn't know that Palpatine was behind the whole thing with get with wanting the the Cortosis armor in the clone armor. Okay. And in, in that like other, embedded into the clone armor. That essentially Thrawn was right. It was for another purpose. It was for Order sixty six to help out uh, Order sixty six that they would be indestructible to the Jedi and be able to kill them more easily. So, oh shit, dude. Yeah. So the the, the this separatist plant, quote unquote, was actually Palpatine's well, kind of all he was behind of the it, separatist obviously. stuff was Well, I guess that's true. He Palpatine, was all, right? all the whole entire was. clone that's wars were. That's a really good point. Right? And they were out there and it was actually Palpatine they their end goal was to put this Cortosis in the clone armor. They didn't give a shit about the droid armor because they're Pretty just much, testing yeah. it on the droid armor. Because yeah. they're gonna shut. It's he what it seemed like. He was just gonna shut them down anyway. Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy, right? Pretty cool. So within the epilogue of the now time period, because I didn't state this before, but what I was talking about with Thrawn telling Padme and it, that he didn't perhaps someday about coming to the empire or coming to the Republic to to see Palpatine Palpatine, and telling him that he thinks there's some other purpose. That was the epilogue of the then time period. So that ended the then time period. Okay. So there's, there's two epilogue to the epilogues happen right after. Yeah. Right after one, Mm -hmm. one right after the other in the book. Yes. And then the now time period epilogue has Vader and Thrawn talking, uh, Thrawn or Vader wants to know why Thrawn did this. Some of the things he did. And well, like, like with the Grisk and everything yeah, like that. Like why yeah. did he give, um, he gave some sort of message out there and he's saying that the Grisk have been watching them this whole time and that they're actually an enemy of the empire and to show that he wasn't being traitorous and wanting to start a war with the Grisk with the empire to help the Chiss that he essentially sent out this message and saying, you know, I'm commander Mithron Nuradu or whatever, 
blah 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 blah. Nithran Nureldu. Is that that's Thrawn's like chiss name? Oh, he says in Thrawn. So Thrawn. Mithra Thrawn, Nualdu. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's kind of a sick Actually, event. Mithra Nualdu. It's kind of funny. Let me early on in the book when Anakin and, and Thrawn meet for the first time. Yeah. He tells him, you know, he says, "My name's <clears throat> Mithra Nualdu," but it's hard for non-shis people to say it, so you can just call me Thrawn. And Anakin's like, "Mithra Nualdu." He's like, "Mithra Nualdu." Yeah, Mithra Nualdu. He's like, "No, Mithra Nualdu." And he's like, fine, I'll just say Thrawn. <laughs> like they have that, that, that dialogue there. It's really funny. Um, he, he gives his Chiss name to essentially inform the Grisk that he's a Chiss. The Chiss are closer than the Empire at this point. So he are feels closer, than the closer Empire. where they're at than the Empire is. Like they're that deepish into the unknown-ish regions, right? That he feels that the Grisk... Recognize it's a Chiss name. Realize that the Chiss is help, or the Chiss are helping the Empire, and go try to battle them first. So he's saying, like, look, I played my hand to them. They know I'm Chiss. They're gonna battle them first. It gives us they, time to they, who's gonna share. battle who first? The Grisk. They're gonna battle the Chiss. Oh, so so he sicks the Grisk on his own people. Not really. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Really, it, it it's kind of what it seems like. But it, he's essentially saying that, you know, I'm pledged to the Empire, right? And he actually says this one thing. This is kind of where I'm leading into now, where there throughout the book, and we mentioned it earlier when he brought up Anakin to Vader. Uh, he there's a strong hint that he knows Vader that it, that is that Anakin, it's Anakin, but. but Literally and that's like nobody. something nobody knows Literally, except for Palpatine. Palpatine and Vader, the only two people. Maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, Obi Wan, obviously. Well, knows. obviously, <laughs> yeah, okay. so, and Yoda, yeah, and Yoda. But, but those, like those, are like the four people on the whole yeah, it, galaxy who know. Nobody else that. in the Empire knows. Everybody thinks it's just some, just you know, some fucking dark badass that, that came yeah. out of nowhere, sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> so there's there's a lot of hints that they drop that he knows, and in the epilogue, <clears throat> he says, if you recall. I said X, Y, and Z. And then Vader's We're, we're like, referring to a time when he said, said X, Y, and Z to, to him. Anakin. To Anakin. Yeah, right? And he, he just, he says it and continues on the way. And then Vader's like, you made no mention of that to me. And he's like, oh, oops, I must have misspoken. I'm thinking of a different time. <laughs> and then Vader, like, in his internal monologue is like, he he knows. How, how does he know? There's no way he knows. Nobody knows. There's absolutely no way. And then when he's telling him, you know, Vader suspects him of being treasonous, like I mentioned, that he's actually there to help the Chiss and not the Empire. Right. And he says, look, I pledged myself to the Empire, just like I pledged myself to Anakin back in the day or something like that. And Vader says, Anakin Skywalker's dead. And Chiss, or Thrawn's just like, I know. And Vader is saying to himself, not, oh, is he? Or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I know. <laughs> it, it kind of just leaves it at that, and I was kind of blown away that, like, how, how in the, the holy hell fuck does he know? does he know that he's a he's a bad. I'm so glad that they made the decision to canonize at him. He's such a fantastic character. So that's pretty much the book. The Chiss children, Force users, the Skywalkers uh, were the source of the disturbance. They rescued them. They, which is kind of funny because like that was a 
thing that they wanted to do. They wanted to rescue these this thing, mainly because of Thrawn. But when you think of the Empire, you don't think of them going on rescue missions, right? The 501st is with them, and they go in, like, not shooting to kill everything. It's kind of crazy. They they really humanized it and make it, made it look like the Empire is not this super evil thing, even though they are. Um, Interesting. So you remember, hearkening back to the beginning, when I say that Palpatine mentions that Vader's going to face his past and Thrawn his future. Yeah. You know, that Thrawn's future is, is his people going to be okay sort of thing. Like the mm-hmm. risk are there. They're attacking. They're stealing the Chiss children. Uh, and, and it happens to be in the same location that Anakin met Thrawn. So it was a perfect thing to send the two of them back together to face their respective pasts and futures, which is pretty cool. Interesting. So thoughts. What'd you think of the book? I, I liked it. What, it's, a, it's a good book. I really like they did, they didn't do the beginning chapter thing like they did in the first one where he's kind of speaking in a diary yeah. tone, which was cool. They do. Oh, one thing they did do that I thought was cool. They called it double vision. So anytime Anakin was in a battle or something, it mm-hmm. would go double vision, blaster to the left shoulder, blaster to right shoulder. And then it would go like then it would describe him deflecting those with his lightsaber or or dodging them so it was oh, essentially saying damn it. so it was showing kind of the jedi vision what they're calling double vision in this book of how they can kind of see the future Since, sort of thing oh Ooh, one thing i didn't forget cool. to mention so they are in the unknown regions right it, yeah and they it's kind of they they can't go into hyperspace very much and they have to to do something that thrawn wants to do and they, what does Thrawn want to do? Um, damn it. I was hoping you weren't going to ask. I can't remember the details. He's um, trying to trick the Grisk, so he's going into hyperspace in and out, like getting stopped and stuff like that. And that's when he finds out where they are hidden, and he blasts them, and it stop, It starts the battle, right? Uh-huh. So it's, that's what his plan was, to keep going in and out and to figure out where they were. Um, and they had to use Vader to navigate. He essentially says, you know, you're more powerful than these children, you should could do you it. You should be able to navigate yeah. this, no problem. Oh, one thing I did forget. One thing I did like was uh, Thrawn, at the end, in the epilogue, when Vader and Thrawn are talking, he says something, because he, he, again, he's accusing him of being a traitor. He's like, are you, Vader says to Thrawn, do you expect me to believe that a skilled tactician like yourself hasn't tried to think of ways to kill me? And Thrawn's like, Yes. I've thought of three ways. And then they just continue talking. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. That's um, so cool. I like that they dove into the relationship between yeah. Anakin slash Vader I did, and, and so Thrawn. That, I really like that portion the best, I think. Kind of going back to the clear respect the two men had for each other back then to the kind of unwarranted animosity from from vader of you know just trying to please his master all the time and not like respecting this genius of a military person right uh so one question that i've got is what happened to thrawn's sidekick dude from the first but eli vanto yeah so that is one so there's a couple things i don't like about the book well that's one i don't really like they don't really mention him at all they they mention him so they do mention it. they mention him once at the very beginning. Uh, he has a new commander that's captain or whatever of his ship. Uh, he, you know, he's the grand admiral or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
the person that's I think it's the Commander Farah or something like that. She says, just in passing, you know, since the 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 disappearance of Vanto, the mysterious disappearance of Vanto. Oh, and that's it. That's it. Was, we we know we know that he mysteriously disappears, and that's yeah. That's all they give. It us. is oh, very weird shitty. because they really leave off with the epilogue of book one as this. You know, he's going to meet the Chiss to to work with the Chiss. I was really expecting and hoping to see some more Eli Vanto. What exactly his mission was and why he went to the Chiss to yeah. see what he's up to now. Seems like a missed opportunity there, man. Yeah. That's a bummer. So, to me, the whole... I mean, definitely sounds like a cool story, but the... I was expecting something a little more elaborate, I guess. I was expecting to be shocked. And there were points yeah, that I was like, oh, were. that's cool, like when you're yeah. when you're explaining this. It but was it, a bit underwhelming, right? Like the... Something, something with Vader and Thrawn, oh, too. Uh, what one is of our... this disturbance that really gets yeah. Palpatine's attention? But it, I kind of, when I was explaining to you kind of how it tied back into what he said earlier, that kind of made me realize that's, like, it wasn't anything major. It was, I feel like it was really Palpatine trying to play, not play, but play mind games with Thrawn and Vader and to get them to, I don't know, not... Not to hang out and be cool with each other, but just like, hey, I'm going to make them face their past and their future and, and right. see how this works out sort of thing. Right. So. So what were the, you talked about like plans that, that Palpatine had for the unknown regions and like he was interested in the unknown regions. What? Why? What's the, what is that? Is that where the Death Star was built? Uh, is, is that why he's. I don't he's... think so. No. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. So. That was my other thing. I was really... Because they mention a lot of that in the first book about... Thrawn mentions great greater enemies in the unknown regions than people realize sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And if that's just the Grisk, that's kind of disappointing. I don't I was... Because to me, the Grisk weren't made out to be these super formidable people. Like, they were, they're decently formidable, but they beat them pretty handily, right? Maybe uh, he, they're leading up to another Yuzhen Vong type situation. Kind of crazy. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know, but so I was really hoping to. They didn't say anything about these dangerous people other than the Grisk, which could be what they're getting at. Um, and they really didn't tie into anything with Palpatine's plans. They mentioned it, right? Uh, Thrawn said to Vader that they have that Palpatine has plans in the unknown regions, but they don't really say anything else. But uh, maybe it kind of they don't want to go into that yet maybe there's a third book on the way i don't know uh, we do know within bloodline i believe or is that what the the aftermath series that's what i'm thinking of the aftermath series aftermath series bloodline uh, they else. have like gallius rax remember i was talking yes. about that guy yep yeah that's that's i aftermath. thought he might have been um <clears throat> snook uh, snook for a little while but uh turns out not, snook's just a little bitch just a bitch um but in that series of books i believe they mention a lot about like these robots that kind of have palpatine's face on them which you can yeah. see in battlefront too. Right, right right like quote-unquote clones because you yeah. may have been in legends which is kind of palpatine had back. a yeah. shitload of clones so yeah. it's kind of like a mimicking of that in a way mm-hmm. they're not exactly the same as clones they can do because if i remember correctly from battlefront they're they're, they're, it's not like his entire conscience. 
right? Yeah. It's like I it's like limited know. parts of Palpatine. So like there's like they've been programmed with like certain goals or certain memories, yeah. but it's not a you know. See, head I haven't to played Battlefront two yet. Like the story. Oh, actually, I haven't played Battlefront two much at all. Well, that's uh, an idea for one of our next podcasts, Ooh, probably. Yeah. There you go. Um, but in that, they also mention what they call Palpatine's contingency plan. And they essentially go out, him, aka the First Order. Yeah, essentially they go out into in, into the unknown regions with the Super Star Destroyer, which I think may or may not be what was what becomes Snoke's ship. Um, maybe uh. not. Uh, it's some Super Star Destroyer, like one of the biggest ones ever. And the female commander of the Empire at the time, she's in several of the books can't remember her name off the top of my head she she mentioned she, she said something about first order but they don't like it's not in all capital like something about the, starting the, the everything we're talking about right now is the part order. of the aftermath part of the aftermath series yeah so essentially what you're saying is that uh that they he still does have this plan in the unknown regions we know that because of the aftermath series i was just kind of hoping that they would start to detail uh, some setup to that plan yeah. or why he's doing it. What I mean, well, I guess we kind of know why. Because in the Aftermath series, they he does say something along the lines of uh, any empire that lets its leader die doesn't deserve to be around or something like that. It needs to be started from the ground up. And that, they kind of hint that with, you know, that's why his contingency plan was to kill the empire, start the First Order, go all over again. He's a smart motherfucker, man. But also like, if you're the leader and you let yourself die, maybe maybe you, you didn't deserve fucking to leader. fucking be the leader. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk shit about Palpatine like that. <laughs> but yeah, he that's is, the book. He is our boy. He is our boy. I liked it. Well, there cool, man. I mean, the, there's nothing to say that there's not going to be a third book. So yeah. some of these questions and some of these things that are a little yeah. underwhelming, maybe that's underwhelming for a reason because there's going to be another part to the story. I hope it's you know because with the end of season four, like we said at the beginning of Rebels. They, uh, he, him and, I almost said Ezra. Banto, him and, uh, Ezra. Yeah. Get blasted off into space with the space whales. You mean DJ? Yeah. No, dude. No, that's, <laughs> that ship is sailed. He's How? gone. How is that sailed? How is that ship sailed? That ship has not fucking sailed. Just. Don't kill my dreams, man. Just like, uh, Ray's parents and Snoke, DJ is nobody and they aren't going to explain it. And no, that's a, that's no, a topic They're going to explain it, man. They're going to. Yeah, well, I'm not going to get into it too much. Yeah. So uh, they, I, I hope that the third book kind of starts to get into some of the adventures that Eli, damn it, that Ezra and Thrawn <laughs> are getting into with the space whales. Yeah, something. Uh, and Though I'd like to see that in like actual cartoons. That'd be cool. Like they come back in the Resistance. That would be sick, man. That would be sick. No, they are, he already came back. It's DJ. Whatever. No, I'm talking Thrawn. Fuck it. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about Thrawn. Well, no, he's gonna be in episode nine, dude. We all know that. Well, hopefully. So cool, man. That's the new Thrawn book. Very sweet to hear about Anakin slash Vader and Thrawn's relationship and some of the deep and dirty stuff that they got into. I enjoyed what you told me about it. A little underwhelming, I'll agree with you, as far as what how what the conclusion of some of these plot lines were but hopefully again they'll they have an idea for continuing on the story and and possibly a third book yeah 
We'll attach links to the show notes for everything in case you want to go back and do a little bit deeper of a dive. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Check out our website, rotcast.com. We are available on Pocket Cast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Yep. Starting last week, we are officially available on Spotify thanks to Pinecast, our podcasting hosting solution that we use. So shout out to them for making that super simple. And uh, yeah, so if you guys have any comments, any questions, any improvements that we can make that you guys feel that we can make to just bring a better experience in regards to this style of podcast, this this data dump or anything in general, just go ahead and shoot us an email, uh, go to our website, rockcast.com and click on the contact link. Anything you guys send through there will go straight to us. Uh, what would also be helpful is if you guys could leave us some reviews on the podcasting uh, host of your choice, the iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, those just really help our rankings and help us get up there. So, you know, that's it for this episode of the Rule of Two podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.